0: Welcome to Gum Monkey's Nation with your host Josh and Anthony coming to you from Southern Maryland.
1: Where we bring to you everything Gum Nation, including interviews with small businesses and local heroes.
0: So sit back and enjoy the show.
1: Everybody, welcome back to episode three of Gun Monkeys Nation. I'm here with uh, Josh. What's up? As always. And uh, today our special guest is Aaron from Firearms Training Incorporated. How's it going, Aaron?
2: It's definitely going.
1: Yeah, man. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's always a long day when we come down here and uh, after a long day of work.
0: And then have a long day of work tomorrow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the next day. Yep. And the next day.
0: And
2: it took a long time to get here. Yeah, yeah. Not from uh, your house. Not from, like, location, but it took a long time to get this set up. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, three yeah. of it's us today. are available at one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Anthony to show up on time, which he didn't. Well, uh, it was a couple minutes late. <laughs> um, I'm leaving at 7 o'clock, 7.30. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm getting in my car.
1: Yeah, you know you know how it is, man. You start talking to people. and You'd yeah.
0: uh, probably think something's wrong if you showed up on time.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, you okay, man? <laughs>
0: So for those who don't know, Aaron, he is the uh, owner and operator of uh, Firearms Training Incorporated.
1: Yep, and that's the uh, the training company that uh, we use uh, at Gun Monkey's Armory. So uh, we've known uh, we've known Aaron for a few years now, and um, we've been uh, trying to do our best to help him get on his feet when he first uh, started the company, and and uh, and he's just been blowing up. And we uh, we love working with him, and and uh, he's a good dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and and uh, <laughs> so I don't know what to, do, know with my, to do with my, my head. Right so uh, just give us a quick hey. background of your uh, oh, man. who you are. Yeah. You don't have to go into any you know detail yet. Right. Just a quick overview. Quick overview of who I am. Who you are. Who I am. I actually, who
1: is Aaron Colby? I grew
2: up in this area, so I actually probably like five or ten minutes from here over in Port Tobacco. So I grew up here. I went to high school here. I left. I uh, joined the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps for 20 years. Came back, and I didn't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> You've working with your hands so long.
1: You just... Uh, yeah, I get it. Yep. What school did you go
2: to? I went to McDonough. Oh, that's oh, cool, man. So man. nice went there. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 I, I went way after you did. <laughs> Weren't Lake. you guys in
0: ROTC together? Yeah. <laughs> but you guys didn't even realize it until you guys...
1: So, actually, um, like last year. We, yeah, we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't know each other in ROTC. He was a couple years older than me. And then, I remember, yeah, 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 I, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, he was my inspiration for joining the military. Oh, boy. No, just, <laughs> not what you said last time. <laughs> is that why he went to the Navy? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: Can't say you looked up to him. Yeah. So you you <laughs> did 20
1: years in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Yeah. You got out and uh, and then uh, what, you just got tired of not doing anything, huh? Just tired of being re- re- retired, right? That's what it is.
2: So tired, I'm retired. Yeah. I, I, all the cliches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. I well, I didn't know what to do really. Um, just spend 20 years doing something and then yeah. you get get done and, and
0: being told what to do. Yes.
2: <laughs> and then after you're done, you're like, what well, What am I doing? I'm grown up now, like (laughs) supposedly, right? And I just didn't know what to do. So my cousin hooked me up with another company and I started teaching again. You figure the government probably spent who knows how much money (laughs) training me to do what I do. And then like, well, why not give back to the community and help people learn what I already know in a way that's going to help them out and be able to defend their families or themselves?
0: And speaking of families, you got a beautiful family oh yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: quite quite large. Yes. <laughs> no, I I I, I had a uh, I had five siblings, uh, four siblings. So you have how many kids? You got? You got five kids. Five kids, five man. Kids. A
2: yeah, set of twins too. Yeah, yeah. So That's, age ranging right now is seventeen to two it's about that's about how josh josh flux it's it's not just 17
0: to 2 it's 17 to two two two-year-olds that's true 17 to two two two-year-olds yeah yeah.
1: i know i've had a two-year-old josh has a two-year-old neither one of us have had two two two-year-olds at the same time
2: (laughs) you can't prepare for it yeah so i had three older kids before the twins and then yeah i had twins there's nothing you can do to prepare yourself for that it's a completely different experience. You ready uh,
0: for uh, another one? No, no. Yeah, Was that no. quick enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no mas. <moss? laughs> so I guess, like um, prior to the military, did you have any experience with firearms? No, no. no. Other than shooting squirrels with BB guns
2: <clears throat> in the woods and whatever else, oh. you know what kids <laughs> do as you grow up. Well, the rifle team and drill team and uh, the ROTC. Right. Yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. little yeah. tiny yeah, bit, a little
1: bit of that. But I mean, pellet rifles against a metal garage door is. Uh, a little different. A little than, different than yeah. uh, M16 at 300 yards. That's true. Or is five hundred yards. Five yeah. For yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Push that <in> a little <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> this, this is 500, this is a, <laughs> it's five hundred, everybody. Yep. So, um, uh, your uh, your family has had experience in business, but what about you? Like, I know that uh, you know, you have a lot of uh, you have some pastors in your family, and you have some other business owners right in your family.
2: Yeah, my dad actually had his own plumbing business yeah, for yeah. So, most of my life. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. And so did that encourage you into building your own business or not did even you have any other business <laughs> experience? Or? No, not even a little. Okay. So I
2: worked with another company for a little while and and the way that that was going wasn't what I had agreed with and what I thought was going to be happening. So then uh, when I was parting ways with that company, my wife looked at me and was like, "Why don't you just start your own?" Hey, wow. And then I was talking to you about stuff, yeah. and I'm trying to figure some things out. And you're like, why don't you just start your own? And I'm like, well, how do you do that? But and you're you, like, well, I'll show you what I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's half the battle right there for yeah. your
0: wife to say, hey, you should do this. Yep. You know, instead yeah. of having to convince her, hey, you know, I want to do this. I like, think that's pretty cool to... Yeah, it is support. pretty nice
2: but she yeah. does get a little tired of the hours oh yeah and I, I'm sure yeah. you're well aware yeah yeah man. how it's many hard. hours you put into yeah. a I small mean, business like Josh
1: cool. is is at home all the time putting in so much work at yeah, yeah, what time and, is it yeah 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 I mean he yes. could, we're doing yeah, this yeah, right, right now time. exactly we, we could yeah. all be at home you know with our mm-hmm. kids and, and well technically I am home with my kids <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> yeah if you guys didn't catch that we we're actually at Josh's uh
0: <laughs> undisclosed location. Yeah,
1: uh, Gun Monkey's Armory layer, <laughs> or Gun Monkey's Nation layer. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you could take all that. Had put that one on. Yeah, no, I can't remember. So uh, tell us about your uh, Marine Corps career. Oh man,
2: uh, well, starting with year zero. Year yeah. zero. I was 17 years old. Oh, wow. So I wasn't even 18 when I when I made it. It's like what 40 years ago? Yeah. No. <laughs> No, but, it, <laughs> but it's getting close. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, 1997 was when I joined the Marine Corps in August. So I, I got to spend the summer essentially working. All right. But then I went right into the Marine Corps, turned 18 in the School of Infantry down at Camp Lejeune. Wow, man. Holy cow. So that was an interesting experience. So, um, man, 20. what do you say about 20 years? I've been doing a lot of stuff. So I was in the infantry. And that was was a challenge.
0: That was that your first choice? Like, oh, you know, that's what I want to you do. Know,
2: you know, when I was in the recruiters, I actually wanted to be either in food service <laughs> or I wanted to be a photographer.
1: Like, you see, so and did you course, not qualify for the... No, no, no. Uh, no. There, over here's, the, here's
2: what happened. <laughs> what happened was the recruiter's like, ah, uh, sorry, man, we don't have any of those spots, but here's a video of Fast Company shooting oh, the MP5 man. in flight suits. And it's like, that's yeah. all these guys do. Oh, yeah. And High speed, like, love drag. Do you like camping? I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like hiking? I said yes. So you'll love 29 palms. Like hanging out with your friends? <laughs> <laughs> For real? Sure enough. I, no kidding. No, no way, kidding, man. So, that's, yeah, that's I, an... I signed up to be in Fast Company, the anti terrorism unit. Yeah. Not even really knowing what it is. You, just so you know, the recruiter says, just so you know, you, you got to go through the School of Infantry first.
1: Oh, of and course. And yeah. you'll be. Because every to go. Marine's a rifleman. There you so, go.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, I got it. Yeah, so I, heard all so that. I was a basic rifleman, 0311. Went through the school, graduated the school, went to security force school. And of course, you know, when you're showing up in boot camp and you're like, who's the security force guys? And they're like, infantry, 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 infantry. Just so you know, you only get two years at the Fast Company or anywhere in security forces, and then you go back to the fleet as an infantryman. Wow. So that was an interesting time um two years in fast company then went back to the infantry yeah i went to one eight after that so first for those people that don't know first battalion eighth marines in camp lejeune
1: (laughs) went back to the
2: Balkans. so i was in in the balkans with fast company and then i went back again with one eight like a year and a half later wow man, that was interesting um and then after that You just start the rotation. I went to Quantico, and then I went to... No, actually, I went to... I was a CQB instructor before I went to Quantico. So I taught uh, basically the SWAT team stuff for the Marine Corps. And then I went and taught lieutenants. I I kind of know something about that. (laughs) You know a little bit about (laughs) that. Yeah, I know a little bit about that. (laughs) Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Back to the fleet again. One, two, then three, three. And then I tried to uh, retire early at 17 and a half years. and And they said um no yeah how not old, only
1: how old not, were you then i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no idea like uh do you, do you know you're only like 30
2: <laughs> yeah i was probably like 35 36 yeah. somewhere in there yeah, yeah. It I definitely not, told not me today. no yeah. though not, <laughs> not only not really. no but you got to re-enlist and oh by the way you have orders to 29 palms oh man so then i spent my last tour at 29 palms i was pretty disgruntled when i got there i mean you leave hawaii <laughs> i was oh, in yeah. hawaii how long were you there uh, I Hawaii? In Hawaii, I was in Hawaii for about four years, maybe a little yeah, bit my I'd be kinda, I'd my be wife kinda would tell you, too, man. Remember. What's that? Yeah. I said I'd
1: be kinda pissed too. <laughs> <laughs> I was in San Diego, man. I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't have uh, asked for a, a better duty station. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, if you yeah. go
2: three hours inland. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He
0: also moved back to Maryland, so uh, that, well we, both we did. all yeah. we all yeah, we all did. You never left. No, I never left. <laughs> Yeah, that
1: that one deployment to you know King George. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, what did you do firearm wise in the military? Well, being in the infantry, yeah, it's kind of of like (laughs) it's kind of weapons are your religion. So, well,
2: as a as a basic rifleman, you don't get exposed to a whole lot and by a whole lot i mean the entire arsenal of you know whatever oh yeah yeah. while i was in the anti-terrorism unit we were responsible for being able to employ mortars and machine guns and basically everything the infantry had to offer anyway right so i had a basic background on all that stuff but i really didn't start actually developing as a somebody that could help other people with it Mm -hmm. until i went back as a close quarters battle instructor so I got into the CQB section, and that's where I started learning how to take what I knew and convert that into something that somebody who didn't know a whole lot could could take from and go, okay, now I get it. And then when I started doing that and seeing the like the light bulb go off in somebody's head when you're trying to explain something, it was like, wow, this is cool. Like I didn't know that that was a thing. You know, you just figure you explain something to somebody and they go do it. And that's not how it is, no, right? No. You really, you really got to have a couple of tricks to throw out there to see which one it takes. That's the way it ends up going.
1: Yeah, they want they uh, part of part of the learning experience is, is getting that personal experience from mm-hmm. the instructors too. I mean, we, I know in our RC, CQB school all the way till I went to to paramedic school. You know, we really fed off of those, uh, you know, the the stories mm-hmm. and and the personal um instruction from the the instructors yeah. you know yeah. the, they they were able to put not only their two cents but like their heart and soul into it plus their life experiences right. and and you learn better when you have an instructor that has you know that passion and those life experiences into the, you know in their yeah. training yeah when they when absolutely they
2: do that. absolutely it, it lends itself to a little bit of a credibility now there's something else that's goes along with that there are people out there that will give you their resume as they're oh, as they're yeah. trying to explain yeah. to you why you need to listen to me because i've done all this stuff right I, I don't really do a whole lot of that so it's kind of difficult for me to talk about like okay here's where i've been and here's what i've done i don't really care so much about that when i explain stuff to people i want them to as they hear it go well yeah of course why, why wouldn't you do it that way you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah so that's kind of yeah. the goal as i'm teaching other people I'm, i want them to you know, when I'm like, does that make sense? to You You start listening
1: to certs and what you've been, what you've yeah. done in your classes. People think you're speaking a foreign language. You know, right? And, right. Or
2: yeah. it's like, oh, this guy's full of himself, yep. and I yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, Ooh,
0: <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy. <laughs> yep. Well, that's it. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: appreciate everybody coming out tonight. <laughs> so you,
0: um, you know, you got out of the military and was, you know, were you looking? for jobs and you're like i want to do something firearm related or you're just kind of looking for anything uh you know i I always thought it would be cool like when
2: i when i end up in a job where i'm teaching other people Mm -hmm. and i'm looking around and i'm hanging out with the other instructors and stuff even in 29 palms like you figure that's a terrible terrible place middle of the mojave desert it's kind of miserable there's not a whole lot else to do but train out there right but as you're hanging out with other people when i was i was really disgruntled when i got i said that right I was really disgruntled when I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day I was sitting on a rock. Well, and the how sun did you feel set- when you got there? Yeah, I was pretty disgruntled. <laughs> <laughs> and for the people in the back. <laughs> no, just in case you hadn't heard, yeah. I was pretty disgruntled when I got there. But I was sitting on a rock one day. You know, oh, on a rock? Yeah, no, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah, you yeah, sit on a rock because that's yeah. all there is out there. Anyway, yeah. the sun was setting and if there's We've never tanks been to the
1: Rockies, that's why.
2: Coming it's over the horizon. It's rocky. And there's like jets strafing targets and, you know, there's guys and, you know, assaulting the objective and all kinds of stuff. And I'm looking around and I'm going, you know what? When I was eight years old, this is exactly what I thought being in the Marine Corps was going to be like. And from about then on, I was like, I, I need to quit being disgruntled. yeah So as you're sitting around with other people and you're, you're talking to other instructors about this stuff, you're like, you know what? This would be a cool job if I could do this, but not get told what to do all the time. Like I could pick how I want to train people and I could pick like, I want these things to be really important in the curriculum and things like that. So yeah. as I got out, I started to really take a look at mm, what do I want to do? I th- that'd be an awesome job. So I started applying to the sheriff's office and you know, places like that. And most places were like, Well, if you're not, you know, a sworn officer, you haven't served as a law right. enforcement officer, like as a civilian law enforcement officer, then sorry, man, we we'd love to have you. Your resume's awesome, but um we can't make it happen. So then, for
1: so for the uh, the people that don't know about Twenty Nine Palms, mm-hmm. it's um, it's a military base where they actually teach the Marines like warfare, right? I mean, every right. you you get to kick doors in, call in air support. It's mm-hmm. it's literally a staged live warfare. right? Yeah, it's just nine hundred
2: and some odd square miles of impact area so you can attack whatever you want (laughs) and where the bombs are blowing up yeah right after that you're you're walking right in that area to take that ground yeah just like you would do it for real
1: we get a lot of a lot of people here you know marines talking about 29 palms but you know people don't actually understand what it is 29 palms sucks yeah we get it but that's where marines learn how to to actually work as a a team with everybody.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So all kinds of units from all across yep. the Marine Corps all come together for what, what they're calling right now a combined arms exercise, CACs. Yeah. So some of the old guys that have been around a little while, they know about CACs. And the name's changed a few times over the years, right? But combined arms exercise is really what it is. So you get to figure out how to work with aircraft and artillery, and yeah. everything gets the basic infantrymen that much closer to the objective yep. in one piece, yeah. if that makes sense. yeah. yeah. So we actually started up the Urban Warfare Training Center out there, and I dusted off the books I had written from 2006 when we started it up the first time, (laughs) and then it kind of went away as we went into Afghanistan, and then come time for me to go back out there around 2000, forgive me for not remembering, 2014 or so, (laughs) anyway— I got back out there again, and they're like, well, we need to start this up again, and they dust off the books. And I see my, my writing in there and going, I don't know how that thing got approved.
0: What's going <laughs> on? Like,
2: who let that fly? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, yeah, we, we started that stuff back up, and the Urban Warfare Training Center was really a, a great, great time. I got to mentor a lot of good Marine officers, a lot of good Marine enlisted on how to conduct attacks in urban areas. So all the stuff that I had kind of accumulated over the course of 17 and a half years when I finally got there and they started this thing back up again, I got to put all of that into play and then develop the curriculum and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, wow, this is kind of cool. I wish I could just do this but not – be in the military anymore yeah. <laughs> well, you know. so when well, retirement came i was like yep i'm ready <laughs>
1: it is yeah skip forward or five years and back to
2: yep. fti and back to doing it again yeah yep. so
1: what what does uh what does fti offer
2: so firearms training incorporated essentially our bread and butter essentially is uh maryland's handgun permits so we do maryland permits and we do dc permits and that's really where the bulk of our instruction is right now because that's where the most demand is here in the state because the state requires residents to get a permit to purchase and a permit to carry. And they're two two different things. Commies. But <laughs> that's 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 what most people want right now, and that's what yeah. that's what we're offering. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. And um what uh so you, you offer your DC class, mm-hmm. which is your DC permit to carry, and your Maryland permit to carry. Yep. And what is this uh, HQL? So HQL. I, speak, I, I hear people <laughs> talking about the Q. People have been yeah, around a while still <laughs> ask
2: like what what is it? What, what, what is, is, an is HQL? Oh. It's, it's it stands for handgun qualification license. So you have to be qualified to get a license to get just like a driver's license yeah. except for firearms. Yeah. That,
0: that, make, that makes sense, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so walk us through the HQL course. Like what does it involve?
2: So essentially uh, we meet all the Maryland's requirements. Right, so you gotta have all the Maryland applicable firearms law, home safety. Uh, you gotta be able to safely fire a handgun and all that kind of stuff. And this also. isn't
1: this isn't like top secret. This is a yeah. checklist that Maryland requires. Right. Cause, yeah. So if you go on you there, actually, yeah,
2: you actually have to build the class yourself. Yes. Yeah. So one of the <laughs> one of the most frustrating things for me <laughs> yeah. in coming into this business and going, okay, uh, Maryland, okay, DC, what do I need to teach? And they're like. All the applicable laws and home safety <laughs> and use of force and make sure they can shoot. And here's a qual course. Right. So I'm looking at this going, well, OK, so what, what are the applicable laws? And like, uh, that's you your figure job. It out. You're the instructor. <laughs> yeah. You tell us. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to be kidding me. So, yeah, that's yeah. literally right.
1: what that's what they said. Pretty yeah. much. So
2: yeah. uh, for D.C., it was a little bit more involved than Maryland. I actually had to submit a curriculum, a syllabus to Metropolitan Police Department in DC and they they had to look at it and say, Yep, that's good. And what do you think I put in there for the DC law that I was going to teach? All applicable oh, wait, laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what they ended up approving. So it was it was, it was one tense. of those things where I did a lot, a lot of reading. And I still do. I like oh, yeah. before every huh. course I go back through everything. Okay, is there anything new? Is there anything I missed? Is there anything that in my experience now, I'm starting to see that applies a little bit differently. Or if I hear about a new case that just went through or somebody got arrested for this, and then I look dig back in and look yeah. at it again.
1: And that, and and not only that, but uh, people think that, okay, the law is only going to effect once a year, right? So you only have to update your class once a year, which is not true because the actual local police department, mm-hmm. which would be Maryland State Police or it would be MPD, Metropolitan Police Department, uh, they can change their interpretation of what right. the legislators pass yep. at any time. Yeah. So I know in the firearms industry, like in in they they love changing their interpretation all the time, <laughs> and we always have to deal with that at the shop working mm-hmm. online. And I can only assume that you have to adjust your classes accordingly as well when when that comes comes forth and it's
2: not like uh dc metro is actually fairly good when they have something that kind of changes uh there's a particular officer that emails all the training guys like all the instructors that are certified we won't talk about that necessarily right now but (laughs) every now and then i'll get an email like hey due to recent events we don't want to see this anymore Oh, and okay, then yeah. make sure you tell your yeah. students this. So that's kind of a cool thing, but Maryland yeah. State Police don't typically do that. They just change their policy, and right, yeah. we hear about it through the grapevine, and then I have to call Licensing Division and confirm it or look it up online and find something leave, in writing.
1: Leave 10 voicemails to Maryland State Police and never hear back from them. <laughs> yeah, that goes. Uh, that's a yeah. shout-out to you guys.
0: You should get a... Uh... <laughs> You should get an FFL, and then you can just log it and ask them. Yeah, <laughs> Online yeah, that's the yeah. But chat. they,
1: you know, when when I ask them HQL questions, they're like, nope, leave leave this guy a voicemail for the HQL <laughs> department, and I've I've never heard back from them.
2: Right. I, I mean, from training <laughs> to HQL questions during business hours, they're pretty good about answering the phone, and a lot of times what you'll get is, oh, let me ask the lieutenant. Yeah. Can you hold on? And then they go. They ask the lieutenant. But
0: I don't know. Just tell them this. For me, I want it in writing. I want to oh, see it. Yeah.
2: Here's and where that, it is. Here's our policy. That's
1: what's great about, um, like you were talking about. MSP has the uh, the live chat where mm-hmm. we actually speak to a trooper from mm-hmm. the from the licensing yep. division, and we can print it up and save it. And they archive all the conversations, so we
2: get you know we. So get there's pretty... some evidence to no, say yeah you know, yep. we got told this and this is why we're operating Because away. I mean it's
0: it's just crazy you know how what, someone can tell you one thing and then someone else will tell you another thing because it's, you know, there's no written, this is what this means, this is what you need to do, you know, if like oh, you yeah. said, it's open. Their interpretations are yeah. right. all
1: in different locations. Yep. Like, you know, you can go to find the law, you can go to LexisNexis that you have mm-hmm. the links on your website, yes. which is amazing. I don't think any other, you know, farms training company or if gun shop has ever posted you know access free access to actual mm. so you can read and you know get get all that information which is amazing on your website yep. i go there all the time and i show <laughs> i really? show yeah yeah i go there all the time i show customers i pull it up and it's actually on one of my favorites on oh, uh, on the computer good.
2: so um we're looking at that uh, oh fine. yeah good. okay just checking <laughs> yeah
1: and uh um, yeah, it just threw me off. I, I lost, uh, I lost. You go to the
2: website, you show customers. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah and, yeah.
1: and and they can, they can do, you know, their own investigation. And I don't think I've ever seen that with any other right. company, you know, having that, that Intel. Cause that's, it's out there. Yeah. It's just, now you have a way for, to show your customers where it's at so they don't have Absolutely. to go searching. Cause
2: it's not easy. One of the biggest things in, in the classes that I, I really stress is what have we all heard about? transportation of firearms. Oh, God. oh yeah. <laughs> it's like and We've four all heard different things, interpretations, right? but the law only says one thing, right? right so yeah. now, yeah. granted there's state law it's and federal, federal law yep. and things along those yeah. lines, but we talk about all that stuff during class and yeah. make sure that one everybody understands it and two, they can go and read it for themselves and then they know that I'm not just saying what I heard from some other random yeah. guy. Right,
1: yeah. Well, that's that's great. Like uh I mean cuz it just in the nitty-gritty, you like there's the the Firearm Transportation Act, the federal mm. federal act, which is completely different than what the Maryland law yep. is yep. that's written by the legislators and passed by in Annapolis. Mm-hmm. And then Maryland state police has their own interpretation of that. Right. So, you know, you could be following one which might not be in accordance to the other one. And it can be confusing.
0: So yep. and I know like not everybody needs an HQL. But when someone comes to me and be like, oh, you know, I'm looking to buy a firearm, you know, first thing we Mm -hmm. usually ask is, do you have your HQL? And, you know, there are exemptions, you know, with the hunter safety course or purchasing a handgun prior to 2013. But I always encourage people, like, it's a class you should take just based off the law. Yeah. So those it, are knowing.
1: and those are training
0: exemptions. So that's yeah.
1: different. Yeah. That's the big difference uh, between the training exemptions
0: and yeah, they don't the have actual to, they HQL don't have to do exemption. The, the because, training, right. they still have to get an HQL, but they don't have to go to a class.
1: We get we get people all the time that say, "Oh, you know, I, I'm a veteran. I was told I don't need an HQL," and I and I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> yep. Somebody lied to you. <laughs> Second of all, you probably do need to take this class now, so you could get the laws. And with um, with somebody like that that you were saying, uh, that's actually HQL training exempt, yeah. which is a because that's a whole other thing filling out the applications. Um, uh, we always recommend that everybody takes the class with mm-hmm. Firearms Training Incorporated, because FTI offers fifty percent off of this class if you take the HQL class and you don't need the certificate because we want to encourage people to take this class yeah. because you have such that an knowledge. in-depth you know, portion of Maryland law. And that's really important because if you have the hunter safety class, yes, they taught you about hunting laws and they taught mm-hmm. you about rifle safety. Mm-hmm. You're getting a handgun. They literally didn't tell you jack shit about a handgun in your hunter safety class.
0: Well, and like people, you know, people will come in and they'll quote a law and be like, Yeah, that was true 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like like the, um, the uh, integrated mechanical safety device. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. Oh, well, when did that law get passed? Yeah, 2002. <laughs> Sorry, right. guys. Yep. Sorry you weren't, you know, properly educated.
2: I added that in, by the way, to the slideshow. So yeah, I have yeah, a slide like, that reminds me. There to make go. sure we talk about the difference between stuff manufactured in 2002 and then 2003 and beyond. Yep. yeah
0: that's super confusing. Uh.
2: <laughs> so that really, I, I got a blue ID card from the military. It says, I don't need an HQL at all. Synology, but when I got out yep. and I bought my first handgun, actually from you, when I got back to Maryland and then I started going, well, I have no idea what the law actually <laughs> yeah. says and what's going on with this stuff. And then I realized, well, yeah, I got some experience with firearms, but... I have no idea how to stay out of jail.
0: Yeah,
2: I might want to. Might want to look this stuff up.
1: So, uh, what what do you think uh, people lack the most when uh, when they come to your class? When it comes to like knowledge of firearms, or just talking to somebody that maybe has taken your class a year ago? So, what 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 are people what are people missing? Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: we we've discussed. There's a certain percentage of information that you can only intake when 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 somebody sits down at this HQL class and they don't know anything about the the class. They don't know anything about handguns. Mm. It's a hundred percent of this information they need to know because they don't know it. What what are what are they missing? What are what is what's all? I know there's an equation that you discuss, and uh, (laughs) but what what are these people missing? What are they lacking? It's
2: really the bottom, man. That's a loaded question. Really, the bottom line, I would say most people show up with absolutely no solid knowledge of what the law actually says. So that's a huge, huge deal. But the main thing that I try and impart on everybody is where to go to get the information, not just about the law, but where to go to get information about how to hold the gun or how to shoot the gun, how to line up the sights, all of that stuff. You're really only going to retain about 25% of what you actually Uh get in any class. So what do you do after that? You need to know where to YouTube. go to get yeah go to, <laughs> yeah. buyer beware on YouTube oh right? yeah yeah. Oh, yeah so you get what you yeah you get what you pay for a lot of times all right but the bottom line is you really you need to know where you need to go to get good information yeah we t- and if you don't get anything else out of class and where to go to get information on the law where to go to get good information on how to shoot where to go to get good information on use of force deadly force and what are the legal ramifications if you have to use your gun in self defense
1: we we talk about. How um you know, the in the shop we talk when I talk to customers that've mm-hmm. taken their class, and it might have been six months, you know, since they've taken it and they haven't done any research, they haven't done any training, and they're finally coming in to buy a gun. And I actually recommend that hey maybe you should take the class again. Mm-hmm. You know what you don't need the certificate; it's half the price. Take the class again so you can yep. maybe pick yep. up some stuff that you haven't that you forgot or that you didn't pick up in the class beforehand. Yeah. Because they just they just come in, and then they're like, "Well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take the class again." And this is a tool that you're going to be using to keep your family safe. Yeah, you can't spend a thousand dollars on a handgun and five dollars on training. You know, we we make jokes about that all the time. Right? We see yep. guys. I mean, I saw guys in Richmond, and you know, wearing ten thousand dollars worth of gear, and we joke ten thousand dollars worth of gear and ten dollars worth of training. You know, yep. it's. It's, uh, you gotta, you gotta stay up on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know that you've been looking into, you know, continuing ed and stuff and you're, you know, Aaron Colby's only one man, you know? So I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I understand that, but, you know, taking the class again, mm-hmm. you could pick up, you know, some well, more of that, of that 75% yeah. you didn't It's like you said,
0: like, you know, you could take it every six to 12 months and there's going to be a change somewhere. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, you don't even necessarily i hate to say you don't need to take the class again but there's
2: other ways to do stuff right, as yeah, well right yeah. so at half price you could get some individual training with me and just yep. have me sit down with you and have a conversation go out and shoot or whatever whatever you need the most work on and i'm there and at your disposal if that if that yeah, makes and that's, sense
1: that's what i love about how you, you know the way that you've done with your mm-hmm. company is you've also been able to put out that one-on-one training mm-hmm. you know i saw that this weekend and and, you know, after your classes, you, you, you set that time aside so you can have students come back and do the one-on-one training. Cause that's, that's important. Yeah. That follow up, follow up with the customers and, yep. and, or your students and, and getting that extra training. Cause that's as yeah. important.
2: Yeah. I like how yeah. you put the, uh, $10,000 in gear and $10 in training. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, John, right? Um, works one? here in the county. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we offer Stop the Bleed as well, right? right. And we always yeah. talk about, well, yeah. you know, you spend all this money on extra magazines, you know, where's your tourniquet?
1: Right, yeah, exactly. It's kind of I a don't point. read it. He might. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, so for
1: the price of a Glock magazine, right. you know, you can get a tourniquet. Yep. Well, you know, there's, there's a huge, huge uh, um, uh, disconnect when it comes to uh, safety. And yeah. it comes to home defense and personal mm-hmm. defense, there is two things that you need to spend the time and money in training, and that is the defense and offense, and then after, you know, after the fact, mm-hmm. whether or not some, something happens to you or one of your loved ones. okay? First off, we always say, well, we, we want to carry a gun because I I can't carry a cop in my pocket." Well you right. can't carry a paramedic in your pocket either. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so why don't you spend the money, spend spend yep. the time and do some first aid training? Yeah. Because there's rounds going off and yep. somebody's gonna get hurt, whether it's somebody that you care about or somebody that you don't care about. You know, and, and as human beings, we wanna take care of the people that are injured, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's with firearms and you can use that training that you guys offer um in your classes, uh, the stop the bleed. You can use that in any incident. You know, I rolled up and i was in georgetown and some kid got in a fight you know yeah. and i used my first aid training in uh in helping him out so i mean it, it's uh it's ten thousand dollars worth of gear and five dollars <laughs> worth of training again yeah
2: it's terrible yeah yeah and I, i'm not one of those guys that the rest of my laurels like i've had a lot of training over the last 20 years and i've been through a lot of stuff yeah. civilian courses and i mean i could name the
0: Uh, multi-letter agencies and acronyms and
2: all that stuff but the bottom line is I'm not stopping right Right. so I'm still taking other training I'm still two or three courses a year I try and take and I'm actually working now with another group of instructors and gaining all kinds of stuff Uh, gleaning is the word I was looking for I'm gleaning (laughs) all kinds of information (laughs) from them as well and they've got tons more years than I do so learning from people that have gone before you is a huge thing And keeping up with new trends. So it's important that your trainers, whoever they are, are continuing their education. Oh, yeah. Because you can't just go, well, that's the way I learned it, so that's the way it is. It's the wrong answer. You've really got to keep pushing and keep going and combining the best things. So really, I like to take, um, I like to say instructors really should be like a funnel. You take all this information, you kind of narrow it down to what does this student need right now?
0: what are they
2: going to benefit from the
0: most? Like, I see it as, like, you know, you look at the Olympics and athletes. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a reason why athletes are getting better and better and better as time goes on because they're not just sticking with what they've been taught. They're learning new tactics and just little changes here and there that just make you better. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's... uh, that's that's pretty important. <laughs> 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 I was I was looking at the time. I not I, oh, I I I spent my hand. I spent a lot of money on these eyes, man. I I couldn't see. The, <laughs> I looked back over there and uh, just lost track of what we were yeah. doing. So, so okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you go. You, go. <laughs> you hang out. <up>. So, <laughs> what you've been training a lot of people. You've mm. been training people, you know, for the past twenty some odd years. Yeah. What's the hardest thing to correct? When you're training somebody on how to shoot a handgun,
0: like if someone comes in and be like, you know, I've been doing this for the last 20 years, you know, I just I just need the stupid paper so I can go buy a handgun. Yeah.
2: And then you're like, well, you know. As yeah. <laughs> yeah. soon as you started talking, what's the hardest thing? And right as soon as you said that in my head, I'm like, attitude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, somebody
2: that's not willing to learn is it's that's the hardest hurdle for a, yeah. an instructor to really overcome is to. Break down that barrier and go, okay, we all have something to learn. Right. You might only you learn can't, one new thing from not but the bottom line is you're going to learn something new, and yeah. that's that's really, really important.
1: You got to, every day in your life, you have to be willing to mm. accept something new. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to say, you know, be progressive in your life. All I'm saying is that there's always somebody that's doing what you're doing better, yep. and that can give you point, pointers, and you have to be humble. You, you have to understand that. That, that you, you know, coming into an HQ, HQL class, obviously you're not a professional shooter, you know, because this is 2020. The class has been available for the last eight years, okay? <laughs> so if you're just <laughs> now like doing hiatus. it, then you are behind the curve. Right. But I understand there's yeah. people that are just want to get into it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But but you can't just come to class now and say, oh, I know what I'm doing. You There's there's stuff that you're not going to know. and And I have yet to find somebody that comes from your class to say you know i learned so that you know i have yet to find somebody that didn't say that i learned so much from aaron's class you know they like i i had no idea that's what the laws were i mean from you know the possession of high capacity magazines to even owning an ak-47 and people people still to this day you know think that you know things are banned or or, you know, I didn't know, you know, civilians could own stuff like that. Mm. Or, or you know, he taught me how much, you know, he taught me how to come into a gun shop. And that's the biggest thing, too, is when, when people come into the shop and they say, oh, well, you know, I want this. And they don't have their HQL. I say, well, before I even show you anything, let's talk about you taking some training. Because Aaron's class will prepare you to come into a gun shop. Yep. So that's that's what's important for us on our end in your class.
2: That's a lot of people well a lot of people end up asking, like, "Who? Well, what should I get? I'm yeah. a new person, I'm new to this yeah. thing. What's a what, what's a good gun to a get? A Glock. Everyone <laughs> needs a glock. Yeah. Everyone uh. needs a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> but to learn how to ask the right questions yeah. is, is kind of important. Yeah. What would so, you
0: say your uh, teaching style is? Oh. Because uh, I well, know you <laughs> like you have a lot of powerpoints so that's right
1: <laughs> well that's everybody has a lot of powerpoints
0: yeah, so. yeah. it shouldn't be something that scares you but yeah. like you try to overcome it <laughs> right right
2: so the the idea that the powerpoints that i have typically are just a, a cue of something to talk about if that makes sense so i, I try and have a very informal style of lecture That's that everybody's understanding how that works right so there's different teaching styles and there's different things right so i can have a straight lecture where i'm like a college professor i'm going to give you the information and you're going to take it or you're not all right i typically try and have more of a conversation with the people in the room and then that way one it gets a little more tailored to the individual because you have specific questions i want them answered yeah you're already paying money to be there right get your money's worth
1: yeah i I appreciate that there's no death by powerpoint it's so much information and it's a lot of information in the four to five hours that you're teaching a yep. class, but it's still not death by PowerPoint. Yeah. You, are, and God knows I've been through a million classes where the instructor is the instructor and all he's doing is reading what's on the PowerPoint. Right. And that's annoying. Yep. It's like you could have just sent me a freaking email and I didn't have to and spend it. And I just read it. And, and I read it and be done with it. Yep. Right. But your class is is so much more than that. And that's that's, I love that. I'm so, glad, man. Yeah, man. I, I have a lot of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> pictures are a worth of, a thousand words. Yeah, so you have a lot of pictures. Much but, information as we but give. You'll put up what's on the PowerPoint, but then you'll just start talking and and, and training mm-hmm. and teaching. Yeah. And they have that PowerPoint up there for reference of what you're right. going over. Yep. And that's what that's for. You know, yeah. It's supposed to be a guide, not what you teach.
2: It's just an illustration to exactly. kind of help yeah. explain the point a little bit. And that's really all it is.
1: So uh, I hear we might have some uh, questions from some... Some uh, fans. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see.
0: Uh, now I'm scared. This is, uh, this is from Matthew. He, uh, he sent five questions. Wow, Matthew. Yeah. He's, you should probably come to class. You know, the more you know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first one is, uh, how long does it take in the morning to get your beard so sexy? Oh, wow. Is my beard sexy? That's
2: that's the real question.
0: Well, I mean, you got the you got the nice gray going on, and you keep it you keep it well maintained. Oh, I'm glad. It's not I'm just, glad. It's not Actually,
2: just... this is all natural, <laughs> all natural. Now, I uh, I did have oh, you guys remember? I oh, had yeah. it significantly longer than this. Uh,
1: every everybody that. Is was watching the video that that cut out. Um, everybody that saw the first part of the video is probably like, "Who's what? the little guy in the back?" He is not the same picture that Josh posted on the. Uh, it's all about angles on the uh, the photo of uh, the ad that you put to Gun Monkeys Nation's yeah. Facebook page because that page had that picture had your full beard. It was, a little, it was a little when longer. it was like,
0: yeah, it was it was. Well, it was funny because I was going through your photos. <laughs> and I saw all hey, these photos cool. of you with uh, with no beard. I'm like, I don't want those because <laughs> nobody would recognize me. Yeah. I look like I'm
1: 12. Oh, yeah. The ones where you're as a gunny, yep. yeah. and you have all these privates standing
0: above you, and you look like you're. There was one where I don't know what you were getting, an award or some kind of recognition or something. (laughs) They were handing it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Handing it down. down down. You were looking at him and they're like, Thank you, sir.
1: (laughs) Thanks,
2: Dad. (laughs) Um, Uh. He
0: said, um, Another question What's the dumbest thing someone's done in a gun training class? Uh. Which I'm sure you've seen a lot of flagging and
2: <laughs> uh, well there's there's always that so the that you got to take you got to take trigger. with it the level you got to meet people where they are right so I, I won't ever fault somebody for doing something that they just don't know any better or they it takes a minute to to kick in yeah. right so really the dumbest thing i've probably seen anybody do is tell me they don't have anything to learn mm. right uh i had a i had a class where a guy came with his spouse and He's like, I can understand, you know, she's here to learn and that kind of thing. But I was in Desert Storm. What are you going to teach me about a pistol? <laughs> and for those of us, you, uh, you know how the military is, right? Oh, you yeah. got all kinds. Oh. And it doesn't matter who you are. You still have something to learn. Oh, yeah. And there's people that are in the military, or have been in the military, that never touch guns. So if you're asking that question, you probably already know you don't know a whole lot. You're just kind of <laughs> putting up that front to show, oh, you know. Yeah. You know.
1: I mean, there's there's people that spent 20 years in the military, never never qualified. They shot maybe in boot camp, right? And even uh, even obviously, both of our jobs were a little different where we were able to to be certified uh, qualified on the M9. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people that never saw or touched an M9, even in the infantry. You know, because that was more of a staff yeah. a staff firearm, right? So yeah. Any any other questions from old Matt?
0: Yes, yeah. Matthew. What well, else this, you this have? This one. Uh, what is your uh, your EDC? My oh, EDC. Really? So, EDC. And for layman terms, What you packing? Everyday carry. <laughs> everyday. Carry.
2: What's
1: you packing?
2: Yeah, you know it's kind of funny. Uh, I, I came I came from another uh, a contract that I'm working right now, and I came home and I'm changing to come here, and I'm, I do the pocket dump. I
1: go, Holy cow! This <laughs> Man, I have so many mats. <laughs>
2: But if but if you're asking uh, what what do I carry right now I'm I'm ca- well right now I, I carry a Sig P365 mm-hmm. but I've tweaked it a little bit right no, so I, yeah, I got the uh, little customization <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> yeah. so they came right after I bought the thing right they came out with the 365 XL so what does it stand for? Extra, extra large. Extra, <laughs> extra, extra, extra large. All right, so the back strap yeah. of this pistol goes all the way down your hand. So when you need to do a magazine change, it's able to just drop freely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I took the slide and all it the guts stop. out of the P365 and put it on the XL frame. And that's now what I'm carrying because it has a, a bigger, slide.
1: bigger beaver tail as mm.
2: well. It does yeah. actually. A
1: little, little bit longer beaver tail, uh, flared magazine well as well. Yes. I love it when and, you talk uh, customization. Yeah, a little <laughs> customization.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
1: actually, we we uh, when the 365 XL was first released, we got one in the shop, and me and you just started playing with them, swapping parts on your 365, yep. and and we're like. Oh. This is going to be perfect. This is going to be amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. So
0: staying with this uh, everyday carry, I'm mm-hmm. sure you get this a lot. What do you, as a firearms instructor, someone who's been around firearms, carry them, what do you recommend for people when they're trying to decide, oh, what gun should I carry? Uh, So
2: that's kind of a Pardon the bad pun again But that's kind of a loaded question uh-huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Dun-dun-dun-ch>. uh, so <laughs> what, what do I recommend? Yes, Something you can hit the target with And something you're going to carry Every single day yeah. You can buy whatever you want to The newest, fanciest, high speed, high tech Whatever <laughs> But if you don't carry it with you It's not going to do you any good And if you can't hit the target It's not going to do you any good and if you don't like to actually go practice with it, it's not going to do you any good. So, what I usually tell people is get the largest caliber you can, shoot effectively, and that you're willing to actually carry every single day. When you find the right combination of those things, then you found your EDC, your everyday carry.
0: Yep, Throwing in the air quotes for Josh. Yeah. Yeah,
1: thank you. <laughs> so, are all the people watching,
0: do <laughs> <laughs> you have anything to add to that, Anthony? Because uh, I, um, I know what you carry every day, and that's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I would never meet personally.
1: So I, uh, um, I used to carry a uh, Bursa 380 Thunder Combat. I thought that was really cool when when I first.
2: Uh, we all have one of those. Yeah. Not yeah. not the Bursa, but one of those guns yeah. where you're like, yeah, I yeah, carry that, but I'm really I, proud to say it. Yeah.
1: And uh, it got uh, it got a little uh, weathered, let's just say, mm-hmm. and uh, left it in a bad environment one night. And, um, uh, so I had to strip it all down and I never put it back together. And I went back to my, uh, my trusty M9 (laughs) and I was carrying that and then got the 1911 (laughs) compact. And I'm just, I'm a fan of the heavy guns and big caliber. So Mm -hmm. I, I have the nine millimeter, uh, M9 that I'll carry or my, uh, my 1911. And I love it, man. I I uh, got to tighten the belt up so it doesn't weigh me down. But it's a full size Springfield. It's a what? About, what about you, Josh? What's your EDC?
0: Um, well, it was the uh, the uh, G two C. Yeah. Well, because that was free. But well, it was free, but <laughs> it was, then it's some really cool. <laughs> guy but it, it goes it goes back to what he was saying with what you can shoot <laughs> accurately. And you want to carry every day, the G2C I'd like to carry every day because it's small, compact, double stack. It's comfortable, but when I shoot it, I don't shoot as well as I do. I have a Smith and Wesson M&P, and I shoot that way better. Hmm. And I've been thinking about making the switch, even though it's not as comfortable, but I can shoot a whole lot better with it. Yeah,
1: and that's one of the reasons why I like the the um, the full size. uh, you know, uh nineteen eleven in the M nine. The M nine was the first gun I ever fired. Mm-hmm. The first handgun I ever fired. So I was comfortable with it. Trained a lot with it. So I'm 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 liking that one. But I'm waiting for the Hellcat to come out.
0: I thought you were gonna say that you, you were gonna get the i K. <laughs> <cannon. laughs> I'm waiting
1: for the the Y C two to come out. <laughs> waiting for the Hellcat to come out so I can get my hands on it. Mm. And if I don't like the Hellcat. Um, it's either going to be. What about a, the MC1? The MC1? Mossberg. No. No. Have you heard anything about the MC1 since it came out? Well, no. I nope, just saw exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's <is> a reason. <laughs> All right. But um, uh, besides, Shield Arms makes the 15 round mag for the uh, Glock 43X. And I sold my Glock 43 because I didn't like the trigger. But I've, since then, I've seen so many amazing aftermarket triggers. I'm probably going to end up getting a Glock 43x.
2: 43x is something to look at. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. excited to put one in my hands. I yeah. don't I don't know how it's going to turn out. But we talk about this stuff on day two of the class, right? So concealed carry course is 16 hours. So you got to come back for a second day, usually on a Sunday.
0: Oh my God.
2: And we talk oh, a lot about again. pros and cons <laughs> on all of this yeah. stuff. So when you yeah. talk about what do I carry, what don't I carry, pros and cons on like let's say the um, Taurus G2C versus a Smith and Wesson M&P Shield you said?
0: Well, it's not the shield, but it's the compact. Okay. Yeah. Uh, size frame. Magazine capacity. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. So if you're it's only able style, to carry but, 8, but you could have been carrying 13 or 15 right. in about a gun about the same size and you might want to take another look and go, do I need only 8 or do I want some more just in case?
1: That's why I mean that's why the industry needed the Glock 43X mm-hmm. and 48, the the you know, the P365 XL, right, and the Hellcat.
0: And there's it's a reason it, why all these manufacturers are going to double stack, right? You yeah, know, they're competing I, with each other and the demand. It's kind of yep. cool
2: to see technology catching up with exactly what people are asking for, and yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see all these new guns coming out.
0: Yeah, not
2: because I want to shoot them, but because I want to shoot them.
1: Everybody's <laughs> always made these full size guns, and like, all right, let's make a magazine to fit it, and then now they're like, let's make a magazine that can fit the most amount of rounds. And then build the smallest gun around that. Right. And that's and that's where that's where Glock, um, where uh, Springfield and where Sig have been able to you know get above and beyond all the other manufacturers yep. lately in the EDC.
0: will that Glock forty four from my EDC. Yeah, it <laughs> blow up in your pocket.
1: <laughs> not only does it shoot <laughs> bulls, <laughs> we're gonna bleep, we're gonna bleep
2: that out. <laughs> lock, does, stock, and deal. Not even,
0: Not only does it shoot bulls, but it shoots firing pins too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
2: <laughs> just like any car that comes out, the 2020 uh, cars coming out are have a little. Never get the first model. Don't. Yeah. We just yeah. I mean, just yeah. A little even. Bit. Even. No matter you know, how
0: much I hate. The handgun roster mm-hmm. in Maryland. Yeah. I'm like that's like probably the one I only. I appreciate part. it. Yeah, yeah, because you get all the kinks worked out before yeah. you're actually before you're to actually buy it. able to get it. Yeah, I <laughs> mean
1: even the Sig P365 mm-hmm. had had issues yeah. with yeah. the with the
2: trigger and with the sights, the floating the, sights. Yeah, yep, yeah. 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 So, but I haven't had any issues, and it was kind of cool to uh, to do that individual training the other day. The um, young lady came out. And she wanted to know about some stuff. Put some guns in her hand. And she's yeah. like. Uh, can I try this one, this one, and this one? And then we went through the range. She got to shoot them all and go. Eh, I like that, but I don't like that. Yeah, and we could yeah. kind of narrow down oh,
0: yeah. what to, what she might want to get. And you're never you're never going to buy your perfect gun the first time. That's why. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. We not. all have that story. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Last question from Matthew. All right, Matthew. <laughs> Who would win in a fight to the death, Silverback, so gorilla <laughs> or a grizzly bear? <laughs>
2: What kind of question? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, I'm going.
0: I'm going with silverback just to, just based off agility. Uh, what yeah, was it? Yeah. Like,
2: silverback or a
0: grizzly bear? Grizzly.
1: Uh, I think. Oh. Well,
0: yeah,
1: I'd say silverback. He's got
0: the speed. Yeah,
1: the speed, the agility. Uh, even though you know the uh, grizzly bears, you know, homegrown, you, USA. But uh, I still, I mean, you can find a silverback in any U.S. Uh, zoo. So, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> close enough Hashtag Harambe. Yeah Oh, wait, you yeah. can't find it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's somewhere around right there. I'd probably yeah. have to agree with you guys yeah. well, Silverback I, gorilla I, I think the uh, Good me, question Good the, question, The, the man. mental capacity yeah. might put it over the top He yeah. yeah. can use tools And just yeah. let you guys know Oh, in. yeah
0: has <laughs> got the like, thumbs uh, Every time before we do a podcast on Facebook and Instagram We put our uh, email address, gummonkeysnation at gmail.com And you guys can send us a question for whoever our host is and if you want to know who's going to win in a fight between two, uh, <laughs> two animals, you know, we'll answer it, but yeah. you know, feel free yeah. to ask us anything. Um, quickly, before, uh, before we wrap this up, um, where can people contact you and sign up for classes and see what you have to offer and stuff like that? That's a great question.
2: So the website is <laughs> www.ftigun.com. That is a great website. Yes, nice and simple we're we're working on it. We're always we're always improving. We're always improving. Uh phone number is 413-338-7246. And then my email actually is uh, the email for the company's admin at firearms nice. yep, For
1: uh, the people that saw the first part of the video, <laughs> yeah. we uh, we had
0: the, the phone
1: number, which is the same phone number he said. It was just Four
0: one three thirty three train. That's, easy That's true. Yeah. Four one
2: three thirty three train.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, thanks for coming out here and uh, spending an hour with us. Just
2: yeah, absolutely talking a great about time. you, your
0: life, your business, uh, and we love this guy. Like you know, we yeah. you know we can stand behind anything that you know he has in his classes and anything like that. So I mean, there's you know there's no doubt in our mind if you sign yeah. up for his class, you're going to learn something and probably something you need to know. And and
1: besides being a great instructor, you're a great person, yeah. and we're lucky to have you in our lives. I'm gonna start I appreciate, crying man. now. Yeah, hey, yeah, no man. <laughs> you are, you are oh, really man. really good person, man. And uh, glad we were able to meet up again Absolutely. later in life. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you too. You're all right,
2: Josh. Josh is okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's all right. He's all right.